Are you ready to join us for the time of your life? Seniors Association Kingston Region presents a radio show and podcast developed and presented by our members. I'm Don Amos, Executive Director for the Association. Time of Your Life explores how to live with purpose, providing a wealth of knowledge for our listeners on a variety of topics, from health to finance and everything in between. And of course, finding out about the latest leisure and recreation activities happening at the Seniors Association. Here is this week's edition of Time of Your Life. Good morning, and thank you for joining us on CFRC 101.9 FM. This is Marian Evans here, and I am your host today. I thought we should visit the St. John Ambulance to find out how the venerable institution is serving our country. Gary Hayes, the volunteer board chair for St. John Ambulance Loyalist Branch Kingston office, has stepped up to fill this role. Today, Gary Hayes is my guest. Welcome to the time of your life, Gary. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate the invitation and the opportunity to speak about uh, St. John and the Order of St. John and the St. John Ambulance and uh, all our volunteers and staff and instructors, what we do for the country. Well, I'm sure you've got a long list. Can you tell us a wee bit about the history of the St. John Ambulance? St. John Ambulance has over, and I should say St. John, has a history of over 800 years. It goes back way back to the Crusaders, and it was known as Hospitallers back then. And then it eventually evolved and turned into an order. Um, And uh, during the Crusades, it helped those who were traveling to Jerusalem uh, along the roads to go and pray, that sort of thing. They also developed hospitals and care for the individuals that may be sick or injured. Today, as we move forward uh, into England, the order was given a royal charter by Queen Victoria the 14th of May in 1888. And that's how we started with St. John Ambulance. And since then, we've had a sovereign charge of the global order, which is now in over 40 Commonwealth countries, including Canada. How has the function of the St. John Ambulance evolved to keep up with modern times. That is uh, through first aid and the various programs that they offer in assistance. And of course, that changes with technology. If you get down to the basics, they provide first aid training in classrooms. They've moved to apps. They have uh, videos that are available online and online uh, teaching for first aid and life-saving skills, I call it. So, and of course, November is CPR. A month. So that's very important to highlight the different tools that you have available. Uh, tools are great as long as they're available. Yeah, but learning the skills to do uh, the basics with your hands to save a life is very important. How, how does the app work? The app is, uh, is, I've never used it myself, but the app will give you instructions on what to do, how to perform CPR. And in some cases with, uh, information online, you'll find that some of the tunes that have been developed years ago or music, such as Staying Alive, uh, they recommend to use because the beat when you're giving performing CPR. So it's always 30 to two. So 30 compressions 
and two breaths of air. Do you have suggestions for someone thinking about volunteering for the St. John Ambulance? I always uh, encourage people to to volunteer uh, with any organization, but also giving back to your community is very important. With St. John Ambulance, there's several ways you can go about doing this. You can volunteer with therapy dogs, and we have... uh, there's a difference between therapy dogs and service dogs. Service dogs are the ones that take care of, uh, for example, are trained for blind people. Therapy dogs will visit hospitals, children's uh, wards, universities, elementary schools, things of that sort. There's also volunteering with medical first aid responders. And you'll see many of those at different events, such as the Frontenac Hockey Games or the Hockey Games in Belleville as well, because the branch, Loyalist branch, covers Quinney and Kingston. So we have medical first aid responders in Quinney, as well as therapy dogs in Kingston. The other way of volunteering is getting involved with governance. We have several committees that you can get involved with. One is the fund development. The other one is community service of volunteers. The other is honors and awards. And the other one is public relations as well as we have six chairs that serve on the board in uh, for the branch, the Loyalist branch. And the other way, if you can't spare the time, we uh, are now currently recruiting people who can help us with marketing and different events, raise funds, and help raise our profile within the community. You, you mentioned uh, first responders. Have you had to deal with any mental health problems resulting in a PST diagnosis with the first responder? Our volunteers get certain lectures, you want to call that, or information sessions, how to deal with people. They bring in an invited guest on, on different issues that you may come across. Keeping in mind they're volunteers. So they start off with your basic first aid and they practice monthly to increase their skills and then there's advanced first aid that they receive. That's about 40 hours of training. They are not paramedics. They're not doctors or nurses, although in the organization we do have several nurses that do volunteer with the organization. What about funding? Do you receive any government funding, or do you rely on donations and funds generated by your training courses that you mentioned? That's that's a good question, Marion. Um We receive no government funding whatsoever. All the funding comes from uh, first aid training that we offer. So first aid, CPR training, um, pet first aid is is another course that's offered, and babysitting courses that's offered. So that funding that comes in is actually uh, keeps the lights on, uh, pays the staff, and also provides the resources we need, such as the equipment and other items within St. John Ambulance. We do rely on donations, and uh, we do have several several things in the fire at the moment where we're going to go out and, and ask different organizations if they wouldn't mind uh, providing a donation for some of our training aids. So some of the training aids that we may have is uh, birthing training aids, what to do if someone is, is giving birth. And another training aid is how to open up an airways so people can breathe. And those are smaller training aids that organizations can help pay for. But we also have vehicles, and the vehicles are required to go out to different events, things like that. Somebody could volunteer to look after your vehicle mechanically. 
Yes, they can. I never say never. Uh, there's always something that a volunteer can volunteer for. So if they can't give the 60 hours a year for a uniformed organization like medical first aid responders or therapy dogs, they can certainly approach us and say, this is what I have to offer. How can I help you? On, on a recent visit to Ireland, I saw they are cleverly using decommissioned old cream and green telephone booths to house automatic external defibrillators, or AEDs, with important usage information given in both Irish and English. Then to find out, the first really portable devices were developed by an Irishman, Frank Pantridge, and his team in the 60s. In Canada, I see AEDs posted in many public places. What is the protocol for using an AED device, and how does it work? AEDs are uh, so smart. They're like your s smartphones. If you have to utilize an AED, it prompts you what to do with it. Vocally? Vocally. Yeah. It will tell you. And it'll, it'll tell you where to put the pads. It demonstrates with, uh, with pictures as well. And you can put the pad. The, the one pad, for example, goes on uh, between your right arm and on your chest area higher up. And the the left side, the pad goes just below your chest. And then it will prompt you. It will detect a signal. It will, it will tell you what to do, what buttons to push and everything else. And when it's going to shock, it will even tell you that it's going to shock. So you have to stay clear from it. And then it will tell you. It won't it won't shock if it's not, not a requirement. So that's how it helps. But you still need to know how to do CPR unplugged, if you want to call it that way, with your hands, the 30 and 2, as I mentioned before. Because what happens if the battery is not replaced in the AED? Then you're back to old school doing it. AD, AEDs are great, providing there's one close by. And the further AEDs are away, the less time you have of this person recovering from the event. So it's important to learn both. How to, and during your first aid training, they will teach you how to use an AED as well. That's why I thought these telephone booths in Ireland were good because at one time, like the telephone booth, when people didn't have the phones in their homes, they were like a lifeline to family. That's right. So they're still yeah. a lifeline to family. I've seen that being done within, in Ireland myself. And uh, the only issue there is, unfortunately, vandalism. So you may go rushing to an AED and find out it's been stolen or damaged. That's why I always harp on getting your first aid training CPR and how to use an AED. That's a good point. Nobody brought that up when they were extolling the benefits of these green and white uh, telephone booths. How did you become interested in serving the St. John Ambulance? Well, I came from the military. And in the, in the military, 35 years service, the military always installed in a military member to give back to your community, whether you're in operations overseas or in Canada. So, for example, we were always donating to the Terry Fox Run or helping an orphanage or other ways of raising funds to help the community. Back in Canada, it was the same thing. We we're always encouraged to volunteer. So a person in uh, St. John Ambulance encouraged me to join in March 2006. And I've been involved since then on the different board levels. And uh, I've, since uh, going on 14 years, I've probably donated close to 10,000 volunteer hours. Uh, now that I'm retired, I'm still donating my time to St. John and St. John Ambulance. I never turn away a volunteer. We never turn away a volunteer. Uh, they can, we can find them a position to volunteer. 
and we encouraged students from high school to come on board because they need 40 volunteer hours to graduate. And in some places there, it's a requirement for graduation, as it is in Ontario, to volunteer. Is there an age restriction? The, for uh, joining the medical first aid responders, it's 16 years of age. And of course, they're trained, they're monitored, mentored. And therapy dogs, it's, uh, I believe it's the same. I could be wrong in that. It could be 18. I know uh, for therapy dogs, they like to see a dog that's one year old and they'll put them through their pace and everything else. With therapy dogs, they will monitor you in the orientation program they have. Not only monitor the handler, the pet owner, but the pet as well. So the handler can also fail the orientation. And they may say the dog is one years old, but needs a little bit more maturity. Come back when the dog is two years old. With uh, 16-year-olds volunteering for medical first first aid uh, teams, it may be the same case, maybe maturity. We do encourage others that may be younger. How can you help us promote St. John Amulets in your school? We'll give them brochures. We'll give them talking points in how they can promote within their organization. If someone wants to join the St. John, are they vetted as well? Enrollment. Um, I'd like to see a, a biographical sketch on someone, what they can bring to the organization. But they go through an application form, and they also have to go through a police check, a CPIC, we call it. Yeah. And um, and everything is uh, goes under the confidentiality, the laws of the land of Ontario and, and the federal level. So, uh, and it's based on that. What do you know about the Seniors Association Kingston? We are a nonprofit charitable organization specializing in recreation and leisure activities for today's active older adults. The association offers 250 programs designed for those 50 plus at four locations across Kingston. Check out our latest program guide and registration information at seniorskingston.com. CA. Now back to Gary Hayes and St. John Ambulance. Does the St. John have a tag day? Not necessarily a tag day, not similar to uh, the cadets we see, Air Cadets, Army Cadets, Air Force Air Cadets. We do have uh, fundraisers and other events that are occurring. Depending where you are in Ontario, they may have a gala because they have the population base. We are now um, looking at ways how we can raise funds in different methods. Sometimes we use a band-aid as uh, similar to a tag, give a band-aid, give a donation. So there's other events like that. But again, we've restructured our board. So we're looking at everything and anything, how we can move forward in in a modern generation that uses cell phones and not real money in their pockets. But it just, like many other organizations, they're having a hard time because they'll say, can you donate a toonie or loony as they say now? Uh, and they'll say, sorry, you don't have any change. I have a cell phone. That's how I pay for things or a QR code. Uh, so things are being looked at. Everything and anything is being looked at. When the St. John Ambulance goes or is seen at a certain spot, like, say, the hockey game or the fair or whatever, mm-hmm. is there a cost incurred to that to the organization or is that just time donated by St. John? There's always a cost to what what we do, whether you're profit or not-for-profit or, you know, charitable organizations. We do depend on donations. And if they're willing to donate, that's fine. 
because there's a cost for the vehicle that we're using, the fuel. The volunteers are not paid. There's, there's a cost for bandages. There's a cost for batteries if the equipment needs batteries. So there's always something that has to be replaced and there's a cost to it. And that's what I mean when we receive donations or people are paying for their first aid training in uh, in our offices in, in Quinney or Kingston, that money is goes back into the organization. You mentioned the batteries. So Home Depot or somebody like that could give you batteries. By all means, if they're willing to donate. I mean, that's a good thought as well. Like I said, just like volunteers, we'll never turn down a donation. Yeah. When I introduced you, it was just as Gary Hayes. I understand you've been awarded the Order of St. John. Can you explain this award? I've been invested in the Order of St. John. St. John Ambulance is a federal medal that's recognized at the same level as the Order of Canada, as an example. In the military, they have the Order of Military Merit. They have the Order of Police Forces, that, that sort of thing. So it's at the federal level. The provincial level will have the Order of Ontario. So it's it's a different, It's it means quite a bit, all these medals. But the the Order of uh, St. John is, of course, the Queen is the figurehead of the Order. And that is, uh, all these orders are recognized and authorized by Her Majesty, the Queen. So the Queen, as I said, represents the Order globally. And in Canada, the Queen's representative is Her Excellency, the Governor General. She is also the prior of the order in Canada. In each province, we have a vice prior um, who's the lieutenant governors across Canada. And they are a dame and knight as well, as well as the governor general is a dame or knight. So when you get invested into the order, this is how it works. Your name is submitted by someone you don't even know. And your name is reviewed by the board, honors and awards committee on the board here. It goes, and if it passes the various criteria, it will go to the Honours and Awards and Council up in uh, Toronto and Ontario. They review it, and if it passes their checklist, it will go to the national level. The national level, there's representatives from each provincial council across Canada, and two representatives from the Governor General's office, and they will vet all the applicants. So once it's approved, then you get all these letters saying, will you accept? You say yes or no. If you say yes. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to address that we've not covered, like anything close to your heart? The volunteers. The volunteers are really dedicated people. They come from all walks of life. They're all ages. They really put their time, heart, passion into volunteering, whether it's with the medical first aid um, responders or therapy dogs. Then we have the, the instructors who are involved. And then uh, most of all is the uh, staff that we have. They're juggling a lot of apples and oranges and everything else. And the other, the other uh, aspect of the organization that supports us is the, the families behind all those volunteers. Uh, the families let them go and do their thing. You know, we often say behind a military person, there's the families. Well, in this case, in the charitable organization, there's also the families. The other thing I like to highlight is St. John Ambulance has been heavily involved in supporting uh, the military overseas. Many people don't know the history. Queens was very involved in the First World War and the Second World War in providing volunteers. Um, They provided volunteers in hospitals in Canada and overseas. And they also supported the recovery of the soldiers when they came back to Canada. So many nurses from Queens were involved in St. John Ambulance. 
And it goes back to providing nurses to the military hospital that we had here in Kingston as well. So those are some of the things that people should get into and look at this organization. Well, that's interesting to hear that about Queens. I know Queens has had its finger in the pot in lots of things. The Time of Your Life wants to thank you, Gary Hayes, for your time that you've given us today, educating us about the Venerable St. John Ambulance and also your service. It's been an eye-opener. But whatever you do, learn first aid and CPR. You could save someone's life. Thank you, Marion. Do you want to learn how to use an AED with confidence? St. John Ambulance provides a range of AED training programs. If you're interested in knowing more about how to use an AED and couple it with CPR, you can find a program near you. With nearly 100 locations across Canada, as well as some courses found online, St. John Ambulance can help equip you with the training and tools to save a life. While using an AED is simple, St. John recommends pairing it with CPR and AED training. The other benefit of a St. John Ambulance training program is that they can guide you through some of the considerations and special circumstances for using an AED so that you are set to save a life. Do you want to speak to someone at the St. John Ambulance? Do you have questions or want to find out more? Kingston is lucky to have a St. John Ambulance office within our boundaries. Call 613-384-8062 for more information. Visit the office at 1292 Bath Road, Unit 1. Questions via email, loyalist at on.sja.ca. The Belleville area also has the Quinty office. Call 613-962-7933. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences.